Big time recruiting battles are continuing here into the month of August. And that includes University of Miami recruiting some players that are verbally committed to other schools. So can the Hurricanes get some of these guys to flip? You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Shortly after this episode, I'm going to be heading up to Coral Gables for Miami Hurricanes football media day. So, bros, you know that for the rest of the week, this show is going to be loaded with content, quotes, video, and audio from Media Day. Some people have been dropping me questions on Twitter. They want me to ask players and coaches, so keep those coming, my friends. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit later on in this episode as part of our fall camp preview series. Fall camp is coming up Friday, guys. Friday, fall camp starts. We're going to talk about the tight end room, which might be the best position group on the entire team. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the running back room, which might be the best position group on the team. Before we get into that, I want to get into some recruiting. I mentioned the word flips, right? Miami is still recruiting a handful of players who are verbally committed to other schools. That goes both ways. I'm sure other schools are still recruiting players that are verbally committed to Miami. But some of these that we are looking at today um, this was an interesting tweet from Dominic Patterson, who covers the Oregon Ducks. He said, update, four-star wide receiver, Ohio State commit, Carnell Tate, is considering taking some visits, though remaining committed to the Buckeyes. He is eyeing Oregon and Miami due to his relationship with their quarterback commits, Dante Moore and Jaden Rashada. So this is definitely Carnell Tate, who's an excellent wide receiver. He does come up in a lot of these conversations for guys that Miami has not stopped looking at, despite being committed to another school. I hear Brandon Innes come up in some of those conversations as well. And I think this one, if anything does come out of this for either Miami or Oregon, it's going to show you how important it is to have a strong relationship, a strong bond and trust with a quarterback a guy who could end up being the one throwing the football to you for two, three, or four years at the collegiate level. And the other thing it shows me is, for as much as we rightfully praise Miami's coaches for being relentless, nonstop on that recruiting grind, because this group recruits harder than any group of coaches I've covered, right? And that goes back to like the early 2000s. So I, I don't, you know, I, I can't speak for the exact recruiting being done by some of the great coaches in Miami history, but this coaching staff just does not stop. But still, some of the best recruiters are the recruits themselves. Verbal commits then, because so many of these guys, and Jaden Rashada is one of these who has so many guys around the country he's played with in seven on seven. You know, a lot of Miami's commits who are from the South Florida area, Rashada's from California, but a lot of the South Florida guys played high school ball with and against so many of Miami's targets. These guys have relationships and the current recruits like Francis Maui Goa, who's become a big time ambassador, Jaden Rashada, who's clearly doing it. Antonio Tripp has been doing it. 
some of your best recruiters are the recruits themselves. And so this is just a reminder here that Miami is going to keep recruiting some of these players right up until they sign their national letter of intent somewhere else, that they will not give up on a guy like Carnell Tate, who may even end up coming in for a visit. We talked about that with Jerry on Dickey. I think there's definitely some smoke there with Dickey based on some conversations that I've been having. Uh, now, Jerry on Dickey, who's five-star wide receiver, he's committed to Oregon. He was down in South Florida and he attended the cookout on Saturday afternoon. Um, despite the fact that he's an Oregon verbal commit. And he was approached by some media members, and he said exactly what you would want him to say, at least if you're Oregon, you want him to say this, that, now I'm, I'm an Oregon guy, my recruitment's not open, I'm just here, I'm just going through the process, I'm having a good time, and he even said, I'm not really interested in Miami. I don't know if that's really the case. And let's also think with a guy like Jerry on Dickey, I think a big reason why he was ever committed to Oregon in the first place is because of Mario Cristobal recruiting him in Oregon. Mario's now down in South Florida. So that could be one to watch. You're talking about potential flips. Jerry on Dickey, who's one of the best wide receivers in the entire country in the class of 2023, that could absolutely be one to watch. And I know he loves fishing because when he was down here for a few days last week down in Miami, every body of water, canals, lakes, ocean, rivers, this guy was fishing absolutely everywhere. Uh, I have a feeling you can do a lot more fishing and year-round in Miami, Florida than you can in Eugene, Oregon. So that's just food for thought. That That's definitely one to watch. Um, it also appears Miami has not and will not stop recruiting four-star wide receiver Andy Jean, despite the fact that he verbally committed to Florida over the weekend. Miami would maybe like to potentially flip him down the road. And when we talk about players like Carnell Tate and Jurion Dickey and Andy Jean, who are committed other places, but Miami apparently is still looking at. I have to wonder if I'm connecting the dots here. I wonder if any one of these players could be the reason why Miami might have cooled off on William Foles if the reports are to be believed. Foles is a four star wide receiver out of Dade Christian, just transferred to Avant Garde. He's uh, scheduled to make his announcement Wednesday, August 3rd. That's tomorrow. And last week, I thought slam dunk, Miami, sure thing. Now I'm not so sure. He may end up verbally committing somewhere else. And it might be because the Hurricanes might be looking at maybe a bigger fish, which could be flipping one of those guys that we talk about. Let's move on to other spots on the field. Because, yeah, there's a lot of wide receivers out there. And I know Miami wants another, if not multiple other wide receivers in this class. Uh, I was talking this morning with our good friend Brad Tejeda from Kane's Insight. Uh, he was telling me on the offensive line, he feels good about Miami's chances for interior offensive lineman Connor Liu from Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, and he's going to be announcing his decision on Friday, by the way. So August 5th. We don't have to wait too long to hear where he decides to go. Kane's fans should be on the lookout for that one. He's a three-star who plays center. It sounds like the staff likes him. It sounds like he likes Miami. So uh, this could end up being, you know, a guy who's maybe not as heralded as the four and five stars out there, but could end up being a good one if he does decide to uh, to come to the U. Uh, good info on four-star defensive back Damari Brown from Kane Sport. 
Um, so he's already taken official visits to Alabama and Clemson, but we talked about how Damari Brown, uh, he was at the cookout and he did say he has set a official visit date. He's going to visit on September 23rd to Miami official visit. He was here unofficially. I think he's been here unofficially multiple times for, for visits, but he's going to take an OV, an official visit on September 23rd. Um, he's not in any rush. This is not someone who wants to like take a September visit and commit the next day or commit next week or anything. He, he could drag this out for a while. Um, here's the quote from, uh, from Kane sport. They, uh, this is Damari Brown saying what has to happen for Miami to win out here. He says, quote, I know Cristobal is building the class, but I want to see what he does with that. And has right now this year, what the defense can do. He says, I want to see if the staff can really bring the program around. So I think he wants to look at that defensive secondary. He wants to look at the defense as a whole, their philosophy, the way they play, how much success they have. Can they tackle anybody this year? Cause they couldn't last year. So he he's one of those guys. Cause people ask me all the time, how much of an impact is the 2022 season going to have on recruits? Uh, for certain guys more than others, some guys just want to be a cane and they just want to build something and they don't care that much about how Miami plays this year. Uh, other guys like Damari Brown want to make sure that they actually see like immediate results on the football field. Um, I, I kind of wonder about this one. I think Miami might still have a chance with four star cornerback Dijon Johnson, the mustard man. Uh, he recently decommitted from Ohio State visited florida last friday then uh, the desperation from g5 billy he pulled out all the stops to keep Demo uh, to keep dijon from attending miami's cookout because he was going to come and didn't end up coming so that that's not a great sign of course and he's favored to go to florida still um and g5 billy did succeed in keeping him from coming down for the cookout but his commitment has not dropped yet so uh, I think G5 Billy thought that he was going to do like the Andy Gene and commit immediately. We're still waiting on his commitment. So you have to wonder um, a player. I just want to do as many updates on this guy as possible, even though not too much has changed if I'm being honest here, but four star safety, Jaden Bonsu still scheduled to commit August 14th. And I imagine it's going to be streaming somewhere because he, he wrote a tweet where he was like basically asking, Hey, if someone wants to stream this, go ahead and stream it. I don't know if they've, if 24 seven or CBS HQ usually end up streaming these things. Uh, so Jaden Bonsu is going to announce on August 14th, his finalists are the U Ohio state, Alabama, Michigan state and Penn state. I still believe Miami is the favorite, but Ohio state is lurking. Uh, all of Jaden Bonsu's crystal balls on 24-7 are still logged to Miami, including the Grim Reaper Steve Wiltbong's thong ball is logged to Miami. The on three tracker has Miami the heavy favorite at 94.2% to land him. Ohio State a very distant second at 2.2% to land him. Uh, and yeah, last I heard on Bonsu, despite the fact that he's moved around his announcement so many times, Miami is still the prohibitive favorite with Ohio State trying to make a big time push for him. Let's get to a couple more. Let's get to a couple of running backs here. Um, Miami running back target Cedric Baxter is going to be committing on August 10th. Miami is in the mix, but Baxter is trending heavily to the Texas Longhorns. Uh, Baxter, a four star out of Orlando Edgewater, Miami, Florida, and Texas A&M are also in the mix with Texas. I, I did. Uh, 
break uh, the tip that I had that he was wearing uh, Miami shorts at a media day in Orlando, a shorts with the U. And guys, I know that that doesn't mean squat. Like I had somebody in the comments like, are you really falling for the shorts thing? Now, nah, I, I know it doesn't mean anything. I just wanted to throw that out there because I thought it was interesting. Um, so I'm not counting on Baxter, but I think Miami has a much better chance, really good chance at Christopher Johnson, four-star running back out of Dillard. Now, if you look at, I think some of the recruiting sites list him as a wide receiver, but he is being recruited as a running back, but he is capable of playing wide receiver. He is weapon X. He can line up anywhere in an, well, probably not right tackle, but he can line up anywhere, uh, receiver, running back, H back. Um, as all Hurricanes on Sports Illustrated reported, he is favoring either Miami or Ole Miss. That's his top two. Miami's considered the favorite, though. Christopher Johnson, blazing speed, track speed, can line up at receiver, home run hitter. The on three tracker has him at a 97.3% to Miami. There are no crystal balls for him logged at 24-7 sports. So that's your recruiting outlook for today. I want to talk a little bit more about the running back room and that glorious tight end room. Folks, tell me what you think about this. I think Miami's leading receiver this year could very well be a tight end, not a wide receiver. And I can promise you, in a Josh Gaddis offense, these guys are going to get a ton of work and a ton of snaps. I think that's why every tight end in the country apparently wants to commit to the Miami Hurricanes. Hey, as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. That's why LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. First, you create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs is ranked number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs will help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Available free. The show is free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So as we head into fall camp, I think this could be the strongest position group on the entire team. They're also set for the future because if you talk about 2023 and beyond, Miami is set for at least the next five years at the tight end position. And the 2022 group is as good as any on this team. Will Mallory, Elijah Arroyo, Jaleel Skinner, Khalil Brantley, Dominic Mamarelli, five deep. And I think all of them have a role to play in this offense. Even guys like Mamarelli and Brantley, who we don't talk about as much as the three flashier names. And the thing I think I love most about the tight end room is it's spread out so well generationally. You have an elder statesman to lead the way in Will Mallory. You have a gifted sophomore 
with a ton of upside and a ton of big playability in Elijah Arroyo, who I think is ready to really pop this season. I think he's going to be the great breakout guy in that room. Um, I'm not sleeping on Khalil Brantley either. You know, he's not as large of the rest of these guys. He's more like a jumbo wide receiver, which is part of what makes him dangerous at 6'2", 225. But he's a very good pass catcher and very dangerous vertically. Uh, then you have uh, true freshman Jaleel Skinner, who I think is one of the top tight ends in the class of 2022 that just came in. And I think he could see some time as a true freshman. Uh, Dominic Mamarelli, probably the best blocker in that group. So he's going to have a role to play. So you take a look at some of these guys and what they need to bring to the table this year. And I'm going to be excited to talk to some of these guys, if not all of them at media day later today, uh, will Mallory, he's got to find more consistency. He got better last year as the season went on. And one of the reasons why I'm not so worried about Mallory, even though he had some games September and October where he was just missing in action. I'm not so worried about Mallory because I don't think it's a coincidence that he started putting up big numbers and better numbers when Tyler Van Dyke started putting up big numbers. I think the two of them really started to jump off the page together and Mallory became a good target for him. Uh, they've got a nice connection. And, you know, I like that Mallory, his, his best games last season were against Pitt, which was a big win for the Canes. Pitt went on to win the conference in case you forgot. And, uh, and against Florida State, which was a loss, unfortunately, but he had a very good game. He had over 65 receiving yards and a touchdown in each of those. I think it was 72 and a touchdown against Pittsburgh, 66 and a touchdown against Florida State. So, yeah, we need Mallory to do it for a full season. He was the leading receiver in the tight end room last year. But I think as long as TVD stays consistent, I think Mallory can stay consistent as well. Then you get to Elijah Arroyo. I think he's going to blow up this year. And he, Arroyo, is the reason why I'm not so sure that Will Mallory is going to finish the season first team all ACC. It's because Arroyo is either going to take too many grabs away from him or he might just take his spot and Arroyo might end up first team all ACC tight end at the end of the year. Uh, only five receptions last year but they were all meaningful. Three of his five catches were for over 19 yards. Uh, I think like four out of five, if not five out of five, were for first downs or touchdowns. 17.2 yards per grab last season, and he caught a 20-yard touchdown against Pitt. That was his lone touchdown on the year. And Elijah Arroyo, with his speed and his athleticism, he's just a mismatch for any linebacker or safety that tries to cover him. You know, not, not like stellar size, because – couple of the tight ends Miami has coming in for 2023 are 6'6 at least. Uh, Arroyo's not quite that tall, six foot four, but he's got good leaping ability, good arm reach, uh, and 240, six foot four. He's got good size there as well. Uh, I think the best run blocker in this group is my Paisan, Dominic Mamarelli. I always have to stick up for the Italian-Americans. Uh, and I think there's definitely going to be a niche for him in this offense because Mario loves to pound the rock. Um, you know, so, and I mentioned Khalil Brantley, who's a capable receiver as well. Jaleel Skinner, I think could end up, especially second half of the season, really blowing up. I mean, tight end to me, probably the best overall room, although the safeties may have something to say about that on the offense, tight end, best room on this football team. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the running backs, but first bros, did I screw something up on yesterday's show? <laughs> I, I got a lot. I don't think people were angry because I think they understand that uh, 
you know, when you churn out as much content as your boy here does, sometimes the brain just gets a little bit fried. You know, we were talking about the running backs yesterday, and I was talking about who's local and who's not. And I, I mentioned uh, Rooster, Jalen Knighton. I, I said he wasn't local. He's from Deerfield. So, listen, you have to excuse me. I live in Southern Dade County, so Deerfield feels like Orlando to me. But no, no, in, in all seriousness, I just I don't know how I screwed that up. So, I, four out of Miami's five top running backs are local guys. The only one who's not is Trevante Citizen. But guess what? Trevante Citizen might end up being the single most special player in that group. We're going to talk about the running backs heading into fall camp right after we talk about Built Bar. Oh, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. And guys, real talk. I have eaten at least seven built cookie dough puffs in the last week and a half, maybe the last week. They are, I think, the favorite flavor I've tried. I've tried close to a dozen built bar flavors. These cookie dough chunk puffs are the real deal. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. Run to built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It's going to be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself, which is what I do because my son likes them and I don't like to share them. Like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. They are so good. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just to grab a quick bite. I eat them for breakfast sometimes. That's the way I roll. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, the fat, and the sugar and grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. And thank you for being locked in to Locked On. Locked On Canes, available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So my apologies to local, even though he's 954, not 305, Jalen Rooster Knighton, who uh, was Miami's leading rusher last season, averaged 3.9 yards per carry, 561 rushing yards. So from the 954, representing the 561, and he scored eight touchdowns last year. Dangerous at catching passes as well. Miami's got a few of those guys because Henry Parrish is also really good catching passes. 20 catches, though, 280 yards for Rooster last year, three receiving touchdowns, including a 60-yard reception. He is a strong candidate to be running back one this year. As we know, he's the incumbent because he everybody got hurt last year, and then Knighton was like the only running back on the roster for a while, and he did great last year. But um, And tell me if you disagree with this, and you can tweet us at LockedOnCanes. And if you follow us, we'll follow you back. But you can tweet us at LockedOnCanes. I think the week one starter, and a lot of these guys will get reps, but I think the starter is going to end up being Ole Miss transfer Henry Parrish. He's a complete back, balanced. He's got the size and the speed, and he's a good blocker. 
He averaged uh, last year at Ole Miss 5.3 yards per carry last season, rushing for 553 yards and three touchdowns. He caught 21 passes last year for 173 yards. You know, a lot of his stats were pretty similar to Knighton, except Knighton a lot more touchdowns last year. He's more of the home run hitter. Um, very, very popular among our viewers and listeners is third-year redshirt freshman Don Chaney. This could be an X factor to be a starter down the road because Chaney, much like Parrish, I think is a complete back. Like, I, I don't think size-wise, strength-wise, ability-wise, characteristics-wise, I don't think Chaney really has any weaknesses on paper. Now, something that's working against him, I guess, a little bit is coming off of knee surgery, uh, wasn't around for spring. Supposedly, he's healthy now. If I get a chance to see him today, I'm going to talk to him. Uh, but if if he's back to 100%, Don Chaney, who averaged like 7.3 yards per carry as a true freshman a couple of years ago, 2020, when he got more playing time, didn't get much playing time last year because he got hurt early in the year. Uh, I, I think Chaney is the real deal. Watch out for this guy. You know, you talk about niches and having roles to play. Sophomore Thad Franklin definitely has a role to play because you try to tackle this guy and he's going to take a couple of years off of your life. He's always moving forward. He's always plowing through tackles, knocking tackles over. He had a really good spring, a really good spring game. Oh, actually, he was the one that averaged over seven yards per carry, not Chaney. Chaney averaged 4.7 yards per carry his freshman year. Uh, Thad Franklin last year averaged seven and a half yards per carry, 172 rushing yards. Um, you know, he's a local guy, Shamanad Madonna. Chaney is from Belen Jesuit. Um, Henry Parrish is from Columbus. He was at Ole Miss, comes back to Miami. And as I mentioned, Jalen Knight, and my apologies, is from Deerfield. Now, the one who I think this is going to be the guy that everyone's going to be talking about by probably November because he is going to be taking time away from some of Miami's other backs. Trevante Citizen, six foot, 220 pounds, 17 year old, built like a grown man, really fast, really strong, complete back. He's blowing coaches away and teammates away with his workouts out of Lake Charles, Louisiana. So he's the odd man out, not being a local guy. Uh, he also sounds to me like he's wise beyond his years. The interviews that I've seen with Trevante Citizen, I hope I see him today at Media Day because I'd love to chat with him. Um, I don't know if maybe some of the true freshmen may not be available today. We'll find out. But Citizen seems like carries himself like a 20, 21-year-old already as an incoming true freshman. So I, I think he is going to, pun intended, hit the ground running at some point during the year and is going to have an awesome year. Uh, so running backs and tight ends are stacked, locked, and loaded. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. Um, I predict Henry Parrish is going to be the starter, at least to open the season. Um, I think Jalen Knighton will be the leading touchdown scorer, and I think Trevante Citizen is going to be the one grabbing most of the headlines by the end of the year. Uh, real quick, something I wanted to mention about tight ends that I forgot uh, to mention. Um, Josh Gaddis, when he was at Michigan last year, this is why I'm telling you these tight ends are going to get a lot of burn. Last season at Michigan, where Gaddis was the O.C., they had three tight ends play at least 300 snaps last year. So, right, and right there. And when you had guys who were in the upcoming class, 2023, 
Miami's loaded there. Riley Williams verbally committed. Reed McKeska, Jackson Carver, all of them seemed blown away by the presentation of Gaddis on how he's going to use tight ends in Miami's offense. They're going to get a heavy workload, and I think these players really, really like that, okay? So, all right, um, it's going to be a whirlwind of content here the next few days, so be subscribing to our audio feed, Locked on Canes, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our video feed because we'll probably post some videos from Media Day on our YouTube channel. Uh, which, you know, depending on how good the audio is, maybe not everything will go on the audio channel, but videos are going to go on the YouTube channel. So make sure you're following us there. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. And we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. But make sure you make Locked On ACC your second listen. Get more on the ACC with Candace Cooper, your awesome host, and the local experts of Locked On taking you across the ACC in 30 minutes every day. Make Locked On ACC your second listen and thank you for making us your first. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.